0: Welcome to Jewish Boy Calls His Mother. I'm your host, Sadia, and this is my mother, Ima. Hey, Ima.
1: Hey, sweetheart. I'm all ready for you with my gin and
0: tonic. Wonderful. Wonderful. Um, I want to talk about uh, a subject of something that happened earlier this week. Uh, There was a Lebanese man who pretended to be an Orthodox Jew, and he basically... Found out, like they found out that that he wasn't he wasn't Jewish by the the wife found another passport of his and they found a gun and they found a knife um, and she basically freaked out and called the cops the FBI was not, notified and they did all this research and found out that that like he really wasn't a, a Jew uh, he was from Lebanon and that he basically was. Hiding that fact and was trying to join the Orthodox community, but there was no malicious intent. They couldn't find anything. Um, First of all, where did you read this? Uh, this is this was this was all over the news. You can go on Yeshiva World. Uh, uh-huh. uh, you can go on. Um, you can you can go on Middle uh, Mideast and Twenty Four. You can go Israel National uh-huh. News. You can go H uh-huh. dot um, You know, there is. Like um yeah there's a lot of places that are talking about it it was is a news that broke out earlier this uh, earlier uh this week
1: okay was it on the mainstream news cuz I, I usually watch the news I didn't see it on mainstream news was it, it, wasn't, like, it was wasn't, on mainstream it wasn't very mainstream
0: news I wouldn't say it's very mainstream like if what you uh-huh. would find it on Fox or CNN Right that's um, what I mean yeah it's no it this is something that like it was interesting and odd because you have this person who's trying to be an Orthodox Jew without going through the, the standard gayerist process. And I just think it's like, uh-huh. well, what goes through their mind? Like, what do you think is going to happen? You, know, Actually, you know,
1: I've got
0: a, Well, I got a few questions here. There's a lot of strange
1: things happening. First of all, before you marry anybody, a normal person checks into their family, wants to meet their parents, wants to meet their siblings, uh, inquires about who they are. I mean, it sounds to me like to marry someone like this, who um, seems to be leading leading a double life, would be that to mean that this woman. I don't like. I don't like to blame the victim. Don't get me wrong, but you know, hey, um, <laughs> didn't she check? You know, like I said, meet the family first, see what's going on. That was number one. Number two, if someone is not truly in, there's do, Orthodox Judaism. I shouldn't say Orthodox Judaism, I should say Torah Judaism, Torah observance Judaism. Uh, Someone who's really from, there would be certain things that they would know. In other words, um, let's put it this way, our religious observances, as Torah observance Jews, are very detailed and at times complicated to the point that only someone who's truly an Orthodox Jew would be aware of all the ins and outs and complications. And someone who's not Jewish, it would, I mean, it would come, you know, you, there'd be some very strange things going on. In other words, there would be a lot of knowledge that they wouldn't have and a lot of um, things that they were doing that wouldn't make sense, which would also be a red flag, um, which leads me to believe I have a feeling that this woman might have just. How can I say it Like, you know, like a you know, male order bride, you know what I mean? Um, married this guy, like sight unseen, which sometimes I hate to say it, there are people that do that, and the results are usually the same that you know they <laughs> usually regret it afterwards. So I'm wondering about like, you know, like how old she, you know, how old she was I and mean, was she a mature woman who knew what she was doing? Was she a young woman who did not know what she was doing and just thought this guy looked good on paper or whatever? and just married him, like I said, sight unseen. Also, if I came across uh, my spouse having a different passport and a gun, I would uh, certainly uh, suspect the worst. Now, um, to say that he was an honest person and that he was not some sort of, say, Al-Qaeda operative or some sort of terrorist who's trying to get into the Orthodox Jewish community to find information to say, oh, he's okay. Uh, No, 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 I don't believe that. I have a feeling that there's a lot more going on behind the scenes and that it could be that the authorities uh, don't want the public to know.
0: Yeah, I I, I don't... (sighs) What so one of the one of the comments that I that I find very interesting was made by the FBI uh, and was saying that they found that he himself was just a very lonely person, and it's it's interesting enough where it's like I, I'm just trying to play like not devil's advocate here, but like a different perspective mm-hmm. that. Like would someone be so lonely and try to join a community? You know, there, there, it had to be something that goes through his mind. I would love to interview him. I'd love to speak to him, ask him, like, <laughs> what is going through your mind? What were you thinking? Like, why would you do something I, like this? I'm sure
1: the FBI would has ha- would like and has interrogated him too and asked him those questions too. But I have a feeling, you know, you've I'm sure we've all seen enough um, police, you know, you know like uh, law and order, et cetera, et cetera, NC, NCIS and all that to know that, that uh, the law enforcement authorities don't give all the information to the public. They purposely withhold information because if they, if they were to reveal everything that they have discovered in their investigation, Um, then it would actually scare off other people, like other bad guys that are involved. Whereas if they play it cool and say, oh, there's nothing wrong with them, there's no threat. If they make that as an official statement, then that kind of, we know that kind of like um, can cause the bad guys to let down their guard. And in that way, the authorities can continue to do like their clandestine um, investigations to find out what's really going on they don't you know it's obvious I mean they don't tell the public everything for for very very good reasons and I have a sneaking suspicion that that's what's going on here I don't think this guy is as innocent and non-threatening as uh, it seems
0: but this just
1: seems this isn't very very strange about someone like marrying someone like this without like I said beating their family getting to know who they are like what there's there's a lot of unanswered questions. You know, that's, I think there's a lot of stuff that went on here that uh, obviously the, you know, it's not for public information.
0: I, that's I, that's why for me it's more of like I want to I want to believe that you know it's a little more innocent than what what a lot of people would assume, just because I feel like it's more interesting story that way, to me. Because if you have the whole idea that, oh, he was just some kind of spy, terrorist, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. That just, that seems kind of boring and and, <laughs> and like mundane. Yeah. Like, oh, we've seen this story before. Come on. Can't we have something a little more interesting, a little spicier? <laughs> like he's not like, like he's not a terrorist. He's just really a decent guy who kind of like was out on his luck and wanted to go for a Jewish girl and then decided to like play along with this whole situation, then it, what, one thing led to another, and now the FBI is questioning him. He's like, I, I just wanted to live a, a nice, happy Jewish life. I didn't realize I'd get to this. Yeah, but uh, I don't know.
1: I'm just, like I said, I'm just wondering, like I said, there's, you know, there, I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that once he remembered that he was doing that didn't jive with being an Orthodox Jew, that he well, maybe wasn't uh, with. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you a funny story. You remember, I um, love the, show the um, talk show host, Tom Marr uh, the, you know,
0: Yeah, I think yeah, so. he was, he was a
1: new, news analyst and talk show host. Okay. Yes. And somebody called one time, he was really good. He could recognize Pete, he could recognize when people were faking mm-hmm. and he could recognize the tone in their voice. Sometimes they had some callers who, you know, who he did, who he, they knew that Tom Moore didn't want this caller on their show and they gave a different name and they tried to disguise their voice and, Tom Moore immediately said, okay, I recognize your voice. I know what you're trying to pull. And he would just cut them off. So one time some guy calls us, he's an Orthodox Jew and he thinks the Palestinians are right and are entitled to, to the land of Israel. And really, you know, it was you know, the whole nine yards. So Tom Moore says to the guy, I don't believe you're an Orthodox Jew. In fact, I don't believe you're Jewish at all. He says, I think you're a plant. And so he says, of course, so the other guy is, oh, of course I'm Jewish. So Tom Moore said to the guy, "Okay, tell me something then. Do you remember your bris?" And the guy said, "Of course I do." And Tom Moore said, "Aha, busted."
0: That's hilarious. That is awesome. That is awesome. Um, yeah. So, like, that's why I, it's well. It turns out the guy was actually on a dating app. That he was, that he was looking for someone online. And that's how like he found his you know his wife i guess so to Mm -hmm. speak um it's just has has any stories like this ever happened like when you were younger that like someone claimed to be who they were and then it was a whole giant like like hullabaloo um yes as a matter of fact someone very close to us oh really
1: um married uh, married somebody if you remember it was very char- very charming and a lot of fun to be with. And um matter fact, he came to our house. and uh, Tati and I were also um, pretty much, you know, taken in by the guy. and then um, I don't want to say who, but that then that person found out later on after she married him that, hey, he misrepresented himself
0: Totally. What? as as what?
1: He said, uh, I think he said he, um he wasn't he said a few things i think he said he was in law school he had some sort of degree and um he um he had well he converted he converted to judaism but he's um it was like really like questionable there were Mm -hmm. a lot of things about his background that um she found out later were not true
0: like what explain
1: i i I said you know like um like i said his um his his degree his so-called degree and uh that's Sorry. um, I don't know, there's some other small things I think, but um anyway. So it was I'm, I'm sure I, I tell you, I'm sure there are many, many people. That's, this is why I don't like this idea of the online dating sites. I mean, I've heard I've heard from I've heard pro and con. I've heard from people who did find a wonderful person on these dating sites. Um I've spoken to other people who, you know, just the opposite and um I think it's, that's why I think it's always best to to meet people through friends and family who know these people uh, personally. There's also um, you know, even shatuners. Even shatuners will, you know, and I hate to say it. I've heard cases of shatuners lying about somebody. Like I've. Um, I've heard horror stories about someone being matched up with someone who um, was a full-blown schizophrenic and under a psychiatrist's care and um, the shotgun left out that information to the family. Um, you just, I think that when it comes to marriage, you just, have to, you just have to look, ask a lot of questions, look very carefully, meet the family. Actually, Rambam wrote a very interesting treatise on dating at mm. his time. And this treatise, I mean, he was addressing this treatise to what we would call today teenagers. Because in those days, people got married somewhere between, you know, 13 to 18, maybe 19 or 20. And the way that, you know, a lot of from people date now is that they don't, they don't hang out too much with each other. They, you know, they go out on a few dates. And... Um, they like the Rebbe, you know, uh, it's been said uh, that it's not good for the couple to get too close before they're married because they're afraid of, you know, maybe losing control of yourself and um, uh, maybe, uh, you know, uh, how can I say, getting getting too close, getting too intimate with each other before marriage. But Rambam said, the in a way, in a certain respect, said the opposite. He said, the two of you should go to each other's house. You should spend days there. You should spend like morning, noon and night, you know, hang around there as much as possible. Look at the way the family is interacting. Do they treat each other with respect? Is it a relaxed atmosphere in the house? Are they critical of each other? And you should know that you are going to be part of those dynamics.
0: Yeah, I that's I mean that's kind of why This situation, this story that we talked about, was so weird because they didn't do that. But I think they're gonna. And what's crazy is that it was done in that it was a Syrian. um, It was it was a Syrian wedding that took place, and the Syrians are usually very strict and don't they don't allow converts or anything like that.
1: I know. Like I said, there's a lot of unanswered questions. Also, with news stories in general, you um, you can't always go by news stories. There's a lot of I don't know. There's a lot of, how can I say it? There's a A lot of a lot of of fluff and accuracy.
0: They're just trying to like, they're they're trying to be first. They're trying to do whatever, Mm -hmm. you know.
1: Well, I remember, you know, when I was was, um, a finalist in that pageant when I was 14 years old and after the pageant was over my mother and I were reading the newspaper accounts of the pageant and she and I looked at each other and said, what in the world where was this wow because we the way that they described the pageant like you said was blown way out of proportion of the way it really was
0: jeez that uh, that's, that's 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 again like that's why people don't trust the media in general i think it's it's gotten worse nowadays but i think it's just it's like they're trying to be first, they're trying to be more, you know, spectacular, they're trying to be more, you know, out there. Um, I remember also you telling me stories when we were younger about some, some people who would be Mishalachim and that they would pretend to be Mishalachim and they really weren't like, they weren't who they said they were. And that's why Ooh, in Baltimore, yeah. they have all mm-hmm. these, like, you have to have like a a letter from the Aguda.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, I remember what, ha- what happened was there was this couple that were going around the Jewish community, uh, dark complexioned people, you know, like look like me, basically, <laughs> you, know, you know, dark hair, dark eyes, olive skin, you know, and the man had a letter that he claimed was from a rabbi that he had swallowed rat poisoning and that he had gotten very sick from it and he couldn't work. And so he and his wife were you know, going around the Jewish community collecting money. I noticed very interesting about this couple. First of all, they were riding around on these two very nice bicycles that did not look like cheap bicycles and um, the wife, they were not they weren't able to look me in the eye as they were telling me their story. The wife kept looking to the right, to the left um the husband kept looking at the paper they would not look me in the eye and I thought something was very strange about them but I had some change on me I didn't have a lot of money we we you know we didn't have any money that was these were this was the good old days when we were (laughs) living from hand to mouth and I didn't have much money but I did have some change so I gave them some change and then 30 years went by this is really funny 30 years went by and one day, I don't know, was it 30? No, it was, yeah, it had to be like, yeah, it was a long time went by. Yeah. And um, I was getting dressed one morning. And all of a sudden, I thought, for some reason, I thought back to these people. And I went, oh, I said, I have a feeling they were fakes. Oh, well. I'm That's a delay. I'm I delayed I response. I, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm glad I didn't give that. That happens to me a lot. I, I, don't get, I don't get things when they happen. I think back, <laughs> then years later, I think back to it and I go, oh, yes. <laughs> so um, anyway, the, um, so that morning, of all things, I happened to be walking down the street. Same couple came up to me to ask me for a donation. Oh, so wow. I said, oh. I remember you guys, remember you guys from 30 years ago, still that rat poisoning, huh? 30 years later. And so the husband says, Oh oh, yes, yes. He goes, it takes a long time to, for it to work its way out of the body. I said, Oh yeah, I'm sure. I said, well, I don't have any money on me, but I said, um," I took out a pencil and paper. I said, here, I said, "Um, where are you staying? And I'll mail you a check. "Um, Well, we're really not staying in any one place. I said, well, are you, um, what about the rabbi that gave you that letter? Can I send the check to him? Oh, um, well, we really um, aren't constant in a lot. we move around a lot. And so I said to them, oh, come on, you, you can't be moving around so much that you don't have a, a, an address. I said, you can't be, I said, you can't be moving around like gypsies, can you? And when I said the word gypsies, they both went, oh, gypsies, gypsies. How could you possibly say we're gypsies, gypsies? Gy-? And I went, ah. I thought to myself, ah, uh, ah. So I said, well, I'm sorry, but if you can't give me an address, I can't help you. So I immediately went into one of the houses was on Williamson and um, I was watching them. For, it was a friend of mine uh, that lived on Williamson. I went to her house, I told her what happened and I was pointing out these people to her as they were walking down the street. So she gave me her phone. And she gave me the number of each house that they were going to. And I called, as I could see, as they were coming up to the house, I was calling each person at the house and said, don't give these people that are at your door any money. They're gypsies. And they were going, I could watch them from the window, going from house to house, to house, to house, as I'm on the phone calling each house and each house, they're just closing the door and walking away, closing the door and walking away. And I mentioned this to um, a friend of mine who had moved recently from New York. And I told her about this couple and she goes, so she described them to me. I said, yes. I said, that's a couple. She goes, she goes, they are gypsies. She said, they showed up in this um, like little community where she lived in upstate New York and the police chased them out.
0: Oh, that's interesting. It
1: was after that, that Rabbi Heinemann instituted that rule that all, you know, must come to him and get a letter from him and that we're not to, it's not, you know, that, um, we you know, it was said that we had to do this, but um, this is you know this was one of the reasons.
0: Yeah, this we after this boat story, uh, we we gotta go. But um, yeah, there was a similar story that happened um, when it was at, we we were at Shoal on Purim and there were these people outside collecting money, and they didn't. It was weird. They like, they it was like a, it was like a little boy like he was must have been fourteen. And he was collecting money and people were giving him money. And then one person was like, was suspicious and asked him, Hey, do you know Shema? And the kid was like, what? And he was confused. And we're like, do you know Shema? And they, he just didn't know. And he, he quickly ran. And he ran into a van filled with people and, and the, and the van just like sped off.
1: Mm, oh my gosh. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. See, see, we orthodox jews have our code words
0: yeah 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 <laughs> all right well this episode's been great um thank you so much for joining me Emma. i love you have a okay, wonderful job
1: you too have a great job Starling.
0: thank you for listening to jewish boy causes mother episode please like and subscribe our Facebook group at Jewish Boy Calls His Mother Podcast and check out our YouTube channel, Jewish Boy Calls His Mother. I know you'd like it and my mother would appreciate it too.